celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It's Animal Radio, just like the big guy said. It's paid the big bucks to say it, though. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Toll-free to Dr. Debbie Allen Cable. We just call him Cable now. What, we, what is it, uh, catnip? Auditory catnip? Auditory we catnip. <laughs> yep. Dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner all here at your beck and call. Today on the show, Bob Barker joins us. This is his 10th time on Animal Radio. And uh, I guess he's going to be yapping about pigs or something like that? Yes, yes, about cruelty to pigs on farms. He's always got something going on. No, he's out there helping the animals. Money he donates to these people, millions of dollars. Millions, yes, to all these causes. He is so rich. I wasn't supposed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) He's so rich. (laughs) Guys, he's a great guy, but boy, does he have a lot of dough. Yeah, but he's doing he's doing good causes with it. You know, Alan, he has a really big microphone too. Yeah, he does. He's got that long, thin microphone that only he has. It's like a secret microphone that only Bob Barker can get, and I want one. He's also, you know, the ladies he hangs around with are pretty young. Yeah, <laughs> he's rich, and young ladies. But he he's loves got everything animals. we don't have. Yeah, he had everything we wish we had. Yes. Uh, but uh, uh, he'll be on the show. He, of course, does great things for animals, and we always love having him on the show. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, Howard Stern's got his own reality show now. He's oh, no. a judge on one. And you know what? His wife is getting in the action, and she's co-starring with some animals. Oh. Well, I guess she's used to it. She lives with Howard Stern. So <laughs> I'll tell you all about her new animal <laughs> show coming up on Animal Radio News. You know what's really funny is the fake laughter. That's what's actually really funny there. Howard Stern getting a show for his wife. I'm sure he had everything to do with that. But uh, think? very pretty wife oh, yeah. who's into the animals. And we'll find out more in just a couple of minutes right here on There's Animal Radio. There's another old rich guy with a young pretty girl. Yes, he is. He's not yeah, that old, yeah. though. No, he's our age. He's, he's getting up there. He's our age. He's showing his age. Yeah, but he's rich. And you know what? He's still suing uh, XM and Sirius. To, really? uh, how, how does he have a lot of money? He does, does, have, a does, does of money. have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but his, yeah. his wife loves the animals. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 Let's see. Are we going to which one? Going to line two. To line two. And Judy? Is yes. It? Hi, yes. Judy. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm fine except for my little cat problem. Well, what's going on with your cat? Well, I have two ragdoll cats. They're young, a mother and daughter, and my son brought over his two cats, and they have visited here about three times, uh, this time for a week. Otherwise, it's just been a weekend. But my cats are rude. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are they hiss. doing? They hiss at, at my son's cats, especially the boy, who is a wonderful, friendly uh, thick-skinned cat. He doesn't care how much they hiss at him. He just kind of hangs around, wants to play, but they won't make friends. What reason are these babies coming together that he's visiting? Uh, is he just I, coming home from, like, college for the weekend? Or? <laughs> no, no. My son and husband went fishing. Okay. And uh, and I love all the cats. And that's my pleasure is to babysit for them. 
I'm babysitting. Okay. They're all house cats. Okay. And well, I guess the first thing that I would want to say is that, you know what? I don't think the cats asked for this. <laughs> and um, it's a little bit harder with cats versus dogs to throw them together, expect them to play nice, and expect them to act like dogs. Ooh, cover their ears. We don't want them to act like dogs. They're cats. And if we're going to have the kitties together for a long-term basis, you know, that, that I would say, you know, we can work on how to how to acclimate them. Uh, I am concerned right. that these short-term visits are doing nothing but stressing your cats out, and I don't know that it's going to be in their best interest. If it was a more long-term management where we need to keep them in the home, th- then we go through some strategies. You know, the other solution I can say is if it's a situation where, you know, the cats could be house-sat in your son's home, that might be the most agreeable situation and not really stir up the feathers, uh, uh, the fur <laughs> in the situation here. Um, so so those might be my first suggestions before I really kind of put your kitties through this transition. But if you do, then I would always make sure when we start this transition, you got to start gradual even if they were together three months ago and you're putting them together again they almost need to be separated for about a week to two at a time so that's where the challenges come when we try to acclimate them for just a short period of time there's just not enough time for them to deal with the sense some of the different issues with uh, territory Um, so it can be done but I I think we're asking a little bit more of these kitties to to behave dog-like so I I don't know if I you know and there there's no bloodshed or clawing or scratching or anything. It's just the rude hissing. And I've been trying. There's plenty of toys. Our cats share toys, and they don't have a fit when when the other cats yeah. use their toys. Um, so there's no trick like I laid them, you know, with treats or toys or separate nope. them and bring them together <laughs> gradually and... Yeah, well, you can do that, but the separation time I usually start with is about a week. So we would keep the visiting cats in one bath, a bedroom by themselves, away from your cats right. for about a week's time. Then gradually right. what we do is we feed them on opposite sides of that door so we can make the scent of the other cats a positive Ooh. thing, and we reward them. Then with time, if there's no hissing going on in the mix, then we can put those food bowls closer and closer to the door and then eventually hopefully put them together with supervision, never leaving them alone. Because right. if they have yes. a bad um, hissing bout and they're aggressive, even in a non-physical way, we've lost all of the efforts that you've tried to do in a gradual step. So right. um, you really just have to do that slowly over a period of time and if they have a spat or they're hissing, you got to back away and wait three to five days. So that's, again, why I'm not too hopeful for your short-term situation. But I also love things like pheromones for cats that can help kind of ease some of their fears. So if you're kind of in that spot where you're going to have the, the kitties visiting, um, I'd get a pheromone diffuser. You can plug into the wall, make them think happy thoughts, keep them separate, and uh, you know, make sure if you do put them together, we need ample resources. We need multiple litter pans. So if you got four cats, you need five litter pans. You've got four cats. You need five different uh, posts or different uh, nesting areas that these guys can sit in. So the toys, it's, it's an important thing to make sure they got enough of that stuff. But all these other resources are very important. So yeah. got a lot of work there, Judy. I hope that some of that can help you. And then, you know, like I said, keep the kitties' thoughts in mind and what works best for them. If it's not going to be an ideal 
situation. Got to do what's right for the kitties first. Thank you so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay, available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Stay provides unique in-room amenities for... That's a hard word. It is. Amenities for your dog, including the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, the dog treats, even a specialty room service menu. Yeah, they'll be ordering off of room service. Find out more at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas. This week, starting tonight in Las Vegas and all through the 31st, Donnie and Marie. Yes. And they called it Puppy Love. And I'm sure they'll be playing that. Oh, of course. That happens at the Flamingo Showroom. Tickets start at $95 and then go up to 260 bucks. Holy moly, that's expensive. Yes, it is. I'm not supposed to say that? And they called it Puppy Love. I saw Batman with Donny Osmond in 1987. That wasn't Donny Osmond. That was Michael Keaton. No, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was well, we sat next to each other. We went oh. to the movies. He said, hey, you want to you wanna go to the movies and see Batman? I said, yeah, and we went. I had a Donny Osmond doll when I was a kid. <laughs> Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Times are tough for Tokyo's 160,000 restaurants, but one tavern owner, Kayabuki, says business is booming at his place, and he owes it all to his waiters, who are monkeys. Kayabuki said it all started when he handed a pet monkey a hot towel, and the monkey handed it to a customer. Now his two monkeys are happily working as waiters to enthusiastic customers who tip the monkeys with soybeans and peanuts. The monkeys love their work, but by law they're only allowed to work two hours a day, and for health reasons they have to wear clothes. The monkey waiters are attracting customers from all around the globe. One patron was quoted as saying they were better than most human waiters. Another patron said the monkeys were cute, like his kids. But they were better listeners than his kids. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. A couple weeks ago, a Kentucky police officer, Jason Ellis, was shot and killed in a suspected ambush. He had a canine partner. His name was Figo. At the funeral for his best friend and partner, pictures were taken of Figo with his paw on the coffin. Figo's been retired now and will live with Officer Ellis's family. Here are some news people commenting on the photo. Oh just gosh, an incredible so photograph. Sweet. It looks like beautiful. he's grieving there. So sweet. The dog definitely knows from the scent that his former best friend and leader is in that coffin. You know, a dog really lies on his sense of smell to interpret the world, much the way people depend on sight. This weekend, while I was out walking my dog, there's a fountain, and he was taking a drink. He likes to lay down when he's taking a drink. He's such a big dog. Gets hot real easily. While he's doing that, another dog comes up from behind him and begins sniffing you nowhere. Anyway, my dog just keeps drinking, paying no attention. He's been around people and other dogs his entire life. I socialized him a lot when he was a puppy, and I continue to do that. So when a dog circles around back to give the old sniffaroo, as long as 
he has good manners, my dog will let him. Well, the human couldn't have been more upset. She runs up and starts scolding the dog to leave my dog alone. Leave him alone, he's trying to take a drink, she says. I started telling her that this is how dogs learn about each other. This is the way they greet each other. That the rear to another dog is like the face to another person. She didn't hear a thing I said. She wasn't listening. And I could see the look of disgust on her face. I could see what was going on in her mind. The thought of putting your nose, you know, just makes some people very uncomfortable. That's because in the human world, you'd never do that. Although I think it would be funny if you did. We walk up and shake hands or we give each other a hug. So there are certain things that dogs do because they're dogs that most humans would never dream of doing. So when some folks see dogs acting like dogs, it grosses them out. It's an important lesson. Dogs are dogs. They don't see the world the way you and I do. They see the world with their noses. And those noses are gonna go, well, everywhere. So smile, sit back, and tell yourself, that's my dog. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. If you're in the Los Angeles area September 7th, come out to the kickoff at the East Valley Animal Shelter in Van Nuys. Meet any award-winning TV host of the weekly CBS series Lucky Dog, Brandon McMillan, who's the spokesperson for the tour, and who'll be signing autographs. Great prizes can be yours when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel, with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn more. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend hello this is dr paul on animal radio take care of the pets and make sure that in these hot days that they get in lots of water and don't tie them outside in the sun because then they get a heat stroke need a fix of the good stuff get more animal radio with the free animal radio app for iphone and android it's animal radio Celebrating our connection with our pets, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And we have uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Actually, she's taking a few calls today. You know, she, she's allowed to do that. She talked to cats or dogs. Do you know, Judy? She's not species. She, she'll, she'll talk, talk to, to either. So. She'll talk to ferrets and pigs Got and bunnies. She'll talk to anybody. She also texts. And you should see her little pause. Text. And, How does she do that with the non-opposable thumbs there? Because her paws are so tiny, she's yeah, got a big just, keypad. Yeah, she you'd, can do you'd it. be surprised. Actually, she gets the, she, the help. Who of, does she text? Who does she text to? I'm not exactly sure. Know. She we, won't let me know. Not, none of our business, really. Do you have a max on the number of texts you can put out a month like any good kid? <laughs> no, I actually had to get unlimited. Yeah, oh. she she texts a lot because a lot of what she texts is gibberish. So you you know. Yeah, you remember big when they had that big uh, piano keyboard in the store yeah, on the, that movie? Well, she's got a big pad. That's really big. So pad. she just walks around and very special with her feet. Uh, yes. Verizon. I think we got. Yes. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bike Club. So cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bike Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. And we welcome to the show Sherry. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, actually, I'm traveling today with my little Ruby. She's a Yorkshire Terrier. She's not a very good traveler. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so is that your question? No, no. No, my question is she's just about three years old. And although 
she at times will go over to the door. Most of the time she doesn't let you know she needs to go to the bathroom. And I trained her on a potty patch. And for a while she would go on the potty patch. And then we started doing more outside stuff. Now she won't have anything to do with the potty patch. And she will actually dance around the room. Looks like she wants to play. We'll play for a little while. And then I'll go into the kitchen. I'll come back and she's wet on the floor. Right Ooh. next to the potty patch or wherever else she wants to go. And she actually defecated on a couch the other day, which appalled oh. me. And I don't know why it is that she... I mean, we take her out all the time. I walk her long walks. I do everything. But, but there are just times when we, we will leave for a couple hours and come back and she's peed on the floor. We actually had to buy a steam cleaner just because of her. So I don't know if I should quarantine her into the kitchen and just put something across the door and put the potty patch in there, figure it's the only place she could go and retrain her on it, or are Yorkies just that hard? No, you gotta. First of all, Sherry, you gotta demonstrate to your dog the proper way to go to the the restroom outside. And before I go any further, you know I'm kidding, right? I'm hoping so. I'm just joking. I'm just joking, Sherry. Sherry, you're a good lady. Are you a little nervous? You're a little nervous around your dog. You get a little nervous that the dog's gonna go, and and, and you're you're excited yourself. Well, yeah. When we leave, I think she knows okay. that that I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get her to go to the bathroom real quick before we go. All yeah. right. Yeah, I do. All that. right, here's what you need, Sherry. Firstly, you need a crate. Do you have a crate? Yes, she hasn't been okay. in it in years. <laughs> All right, you need a crate, a collar, a leash, some treats, time, a lot of patience, and a lot of confidence. And what you're going to do, Sherry, you're going to take her outside. You're going to stand still. You're going to ignore her if she wants to play. Don't don't buy into that. And you're going to wait about 10 minutes for her to go to the bathroom. If she does, you're going to make a big deal out of it, like have fireworks in your pocket. Just go nuts, okay? Good dog. Give her a treat. When you're in the house with her, you either have to put her in the crate or you have to attach her to your hip with the leash so that you know when she's getting ready to do her business. And get rid of those pads. Those pads are a waste of time. They confuse dogs. You know, if a dog can go to the bathroom in the house, that's what a dog knows. She can't tell the difference between the pad and your favorite rug. So you start okay. from scratch, and you're very calm. And you got to go outside and just stand there. When she goes, you bring her back in. You reward her. You tell her what a good dog she is. And you got to keep doing it. After every event, you take her outside. That's important, too. So after she wakes up from a nap, first thing in the morning, before bed, uh, when you come home, wait 10, 15 minutes, let her out. But when you're not there, Sherry, to watch her, you have to keep her in the crate or you have to keep her attached to your hips so that you can correct her immediately when she makes a mistake. You can go, no, and then bring her outside. And that's pretty much all there is to it. You just got to be consistent and have a lot of patience. Okay, so if I'm going to be gone for a few hours, I should just put her in the crate. Absolutely. That way she can't make a mistake. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I'll do. I've got a big one. I had a little one when she was a puppy, but I've got a bigger one. It'll give her a little more room, and I'll just put her in there. And, and we're never really gone that long. It's just that she just decides that, well, i got to go, i got to go. Nobody's around. How big is that one big other, crate? Yeah. Are yeah, you, and make it a small crate. One other thing, Sherry, is your dog is letting you know. You just have to watch her. Watch her very closely. You say you said before she doesn't let me know when she has to go out, but each dog does it in a different way. And believe me, she's giving you a little cue. You're just not recognizing it yet. You'll learn to. Okay, okay, because they all look like the same play thing. Like it, and she dances around, and if I throw the toy, then she'll go and get it. So. 
Well, see, that's the thing. When you take her outside, she has to know it's time to go out to go to the bathroom, not playtime. So playing with a dog is going to make her prolong the event because she's going to realize that as soon as she goes, you bring her in. So she's going to stick, okay. uh, stay outside and play with you and not go. So you have to let her know, okay. hey, it's time to go to the bathroom now. No joking around. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a shot because it's kind of icky. <laughs> give it a shot, girlfriend. I will. Thank you. Check out Animal Radio Highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Holy education. Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You've got to keep listening to Animal Radio. Wowie zowie. They've got the best information. It's so entertaining. To the Batmobile citizens. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. While there should be no shortage of potential profile subjects for this brand new show, National Geographic has just ordered a new series called Spoiled Rotten Pets. As a nicely self-explanatory title suggests, the series is about pet owners who go over the top when they take care of their animals. Who doesn't do that? Examples from the series include terriers getting their own lavish bark mitzvahs, kittens taken to plush and extravagant cat spas, and fond over ferrets that are dressed up for a ferret fashion show. The series is hosted by Beth Stern, that's Howard Stern's new wife, an animal advocate, and also she's hosted that HGTV series, Mom Caves. The six-episode show starts production in September. From the backyard grill to the picnic basket, Americans seem to have a love affair with meat and poultry. Well, to supply that demand, livestock production has turned to Concentrated Animal Feeding Operations, or CAFO. And as the new business model grows high volumes of cows, pigs, and birds, they put them in within uh, short time spans and the smallest spaces possible. So these factory farms are designed to be efficient at producing meat, but... Here's what they do. They also generate a lot of manure. Livestock animals create, ready for this, 13 to 25 times more of it than humans. You thought your husband spent a lot of time on the john. Well, cows and pigs do it a lot more, (laughs) especially on a per weight basis. So that results in quantities uh, that form a single large CFO that can surpass the sanitary waste production of a city as big as Philly, and you know how bad Philly smells. Treatment is not required for animal manure as it is for human sewage. So you want to know where does all that waste go? Well, a growing body of evidence is indicating that it's ending up in the water that we depend on for commerce, recreation, and perhaps most importantly, drinking. Spills that occur during manure transport or when storage facilities fail can lead to easily discernible significant impacts on water quality. Spreading livestock manure in quantities greater than the plants can use or the soil can absorb can cause severe water quality problems, thereby 
they can actually harm human health. Unfortunately, that doesn't fully capture likely the impacts of discharges from CAFOs because only 27.5% of rivers and streams and 45.5% of lakes nationally have been uh, assessed. So you may want to start uh, drinking some bottled water. It's the season for state and county fairs, and health officials are reminding fairgoers be careful around pigs because of a new flu spreading from the animals to people. Officials say 29 human cases of the new strain of swine flu have been confirmed in the last year, including 12 recently. The new flu has a gene from the 2009 pandemic strain that might make it more contagious. So fairgoers, wash your hands and avoid taking food and drinks into the barns. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abuses are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. That's the number to connect with our dream team. And we are so proud to, to pack up again with, and I pack it pack it up like, you know, like dog pack. Pack it up with the cross-country adoption <laughs> tour. Get your links on Route 66 with Fido Friendly Magazine and Animal Radio. The tour is kicking off uh, Friday, November 2nd. Is that correct? Or October 6th? October 6th. Saturday, October 6th in California. It goes all along Route 66 adopting animals out last year a million animals were adopted so this year we want two million two million animals that's not true i'm i I, sometimes i have a tendency to exaggerate just just a a little little bit yes Hal. but if you're looking for a pet you want to find yourself along route 66 as they travel through arizona new mexico texas oklahoma missouri and illinois uh, ending up there in uh is that where route 66 actually ends up i think so Okay. You know, how, how do they do this? Very carefully. They drive very, very carefully. It's, no, but I'm saying the dogs are the dogs with them on on on, on the road. I mean, how actually? How do, you know, how do you, this year? You what we're out? doing is all the shelters in these various cities are coming out to a certain location. So the animals are already in their respective cities. So if you're in Texas, you're going to find a Texas dog. We discovered that last year, moving the animals from like California to Chicago. They would have that California accent. They'd get to Chicago. They weren't accepted readily. So we figured, yeah, well, yeah. we'd want to keep it real local. Keep the animals local. Gotcha. Yeah. That's it, Hal. <laughs> That's a big problem right there. Yeah. California dogs are it happier. Is. They really are. And, uh, you know, who's the uh, spokesperson this year for the tour? You going to guess? Anyone? I anyone? know who it is. You know so it's not fair for me to guess. No. You guys won't tell us. Victoria Stillwell. And she is joining us today. Hi, Victoria. How are you doing? Hey. Hi, good to be here. Well, you must be very excited about this. I am, and I think um, it's just, just, just a worthwhile cause. Absolutely. Now, how many animals do you have at home? I have two. I have a chocolate Labrador called Sadie and a Chihuahua called Jasmine. And where do you live? Do you live East Coast, West Coast? I live on the East Coast, yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, are you going to be at any one of these particular stops? No, I won't be, actually, unfortunately, just because I have a busy filming schedule. But um, I'm a spokesperson for it because I really believe what they're doing. Yeah. Um, it, it's so important. Obviously, so many animals and shelters that need homes. And so this, Get Your Licks from Route 66, just it, it highlights.
highlights that plight. Um, also offers humane education, especially for children as well, which is what I'm very much into, um, getting the younger generation really understanding how to treat, um, teach, and live with, with um, dogs and cats and all kinds of pets safely and humanely. Yeah. Your show, It's Me or the Dog, so that's what you're talking about for filming. You're, you're in, this has got to be your gazillion season doing this. Well, no, I know. Now, I'm actually filming some other stuff, um, which is very exciting, which I can't say yet. But um, Oh, you can I, tell us. Come on. We won't tell I anybody. No, but I yeah. can't. No, I, I, I am filming. I have on YouTube, um, <sighs> eHowPets, youtube.com slash eHowPets. I do a series of training videos, but also a great series called American Dog, where I go around America interviewing amazing people that are doing incredible things with dogs and incredible dogs that are doing amazing things for people. So that I, I'm doing a lot of filming for that, plus two other new projects that hopefully you'll be able to see on your television screen next year. Very exciting. It's just too bad you're not going to be on the adoption tour because your voice, it's just so beautiful. Your accent is so alluring that all you'd have to do is say, take this dog and I would do as you told me. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we look forward to talking to you a little more as the uh, tour heads across the country. It kicks off October 6th in Los Angeles and we'll actually be broadcasting live from that event and more details over at the website at animalradio.com. It is the cross-country adoption tour. Get your licks on Route 66. So if you didn't get your Animal last year or the year before or before that. This is the year to get a brand new dog and we'll have them for you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you again with another party animal segment. I was actually visiting a friend of mine in New York not too long ago, I, I actually shooting uh, a TV series in New York recently. If you'd like to check that out, by the way, feel free to go over to uh, VinniePenn.com, and it's Vinnie, V-I-N-N-I-E-P-E-N-N.com. If you want to check out what else I'm up to outside of the party animal segments, shooting a TV series called That's What He Said. Uh, some of the episodes are, are up on the website. And I uh, got together with a buddy of mine I haven't seen for a while, took his big old dog for a walk down to one of those dog runs. Kilgore is the dog's name, by the way. And uh, I'd never been really to a dog run before. And my buddy's doing the whole New York thing of, you know, you can meet girls. That Man, the girls I meet down here and this and that. But he kind of, you know, he kept Kilgore, you know, really kind of close to him. Uh, said he doesn't play all that well with other dogs. Sometimes you know he's sometimes he can, sometimes he doesn't. Whatever. Uh, but it was all about him. It was all about the girls he could meet down there. And there were some good-looking girls down there at the dog run with their little dogs and their medium-sized dogs, their beagles running around. But I thought, what about Kilgore, man? This is where he should be hooking up. Doesn't he get a chance? I mean, it's a dog run. It's not a nightclub. But my boy couldn't understand that. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I didn't get the dog to pick up girls. I'm just saying the dog run is a great place to meet girls. Yeah, it's also a great place for your dog to meet another dog. I'm not talking about, you know, impregnating another dog and, and having one of those moderately horrific dog humping another dog scenes in front of everyone situations. But good Lord, it is the dog run that is the nightclub for dogs. Am I wrong? Kilgore really just didn't get to do much other than, you know, run around in a circle a couple of times, catch a Frisbee once or twice. And then every time he even eyed a sweet looking 
Rottweiler or, or Doberman Pinscher on the other side of the, uh, the the grassy knoll that they had there, or whatever the little stretch of grass they had there. Um, my buddy Rich just said, Kilgore, get over here now. And it's like, let him talk, dude. Let him sniff. Let's see what his opening sniff is. Let's see what his come on sniff is. Vinnie Penn, party animal on Animal Radio. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. All right. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio. You lucky dog. Coming up in just a few minutes for the season of stars, Bob Barker makes his 10th appearance right here on Animal Radio. Also, we're supposed to speak to the editors of Wired Magazine, although I'm just learning now that that may be pushed off because we're running out of time. Got all your calls today. Just got off the phone with Seymour. He wanted to know if he could ask his questions over at Facebook. And yes, absolutely, you can at Facebook at Animal Radio. So thanks, Seymour. And I used to have a cat as a kid named Seymour. Did you? We both had animals named Seymour. I don't know why I picked a name like Seymour for my rat. Who is, uh, he was a cute little rat. Kind of had big tail end, if you know what I mean. Like a a rat normally does, a long tail. (laughs) Yeah, and then whatever's behind the tail there. Oh, the boy parts. The boy parts, yes, the nards. Can I say nards? Is it okay if I say nards on the radio? You're talking about rat nards, you can say nards. You can say nards. You know, he liked to play with a little laser. Uh, You know, you don't think about those for rats or ferrets or animals like that. Speaking of rats, you had a kind of a few rats at the office this week, I understand, and not not the kind that are, uh, you know, running around. (laughs) Not claiming through our walls. Yeah. (laughs) No, fortunately. New York. (laughs) No, these are patients of ours. So we see all sizes and types of critters around here. So, yes, we had a female rat who came in with a very immense mass on her belly, and we diagnosed her with a mammary tumor. How do you diagnose one? I mean, is it the same way you do with a a cat or a dog? Is it just... Very similar, yeah. Rats have a propensity for mammary tumors, so they happen so commonly. And really, any lump on their underbelly from their chin to their tail, whether it's a male or a female, is really... This is really suspicious for a mammary tumor. So um, this little girl, she had a mastectomy and is recovering quite nicely right now. Wow. Do they do reconstructive breast 
augmentation on for that. <laughs> no, we, we don't really put like any little rat implants no in there. Implants. Uh, no, no, it's mostly removing the, the the abnormal tissue. And with most of these tumors, approximately ninety percent are benign. So if we see a tumor in a rat, we want to jump on that as quickly as possible because we have the best chance at correcting and solving the problem. Because they'll get real big, they get infected, they get to be nightmares, and unfortunately, a lot of rats are put to sleep because we don't get the opportunity to treat these when they're most mm. uh, treatable when they're small. Is that an expensive procedure? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime we work on these little guys, we have to use, um, you know, microsurgery instruments. We use laser for that. So you're looking at least getting into a couple hundred bucks for that. Wow. Um, but but people really love their mad. rats. Yeah. I mean, it's not the size of the animal. It's that bond. And rats are so That's smart. Right. They're quite cool. Okay. Yeah. I loved my little rat, Seymour. Oh, taking you back, Hal. Taking me back. Mm-hmm. Miss Seymour. Hey, John, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Oh, a little bit of rain up here in Colorado. Well, you probably need it, though. We definitely need it. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it, it's um, All the flowers are popping up right now up here. <laughs> you got to love that. Well, I have animal communicator Joy Turner right here for you. Thanks so much for taking my call. Call me about yeah, my girl dog, Tootie. And um, she's losing a lot of uh, <laughs> kind of bunches of hair around the house. It seems like the weather's always changing. And I was wondering if it's climate related or if she's got something else going on. Okay, let me say hi to her. She says to tell you that she actually thinks she's fine, although her skin feels really dry to her. So she wants to know if you can do something to help with that. And I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, okay, I'm going to give her a bath uh, today or tomorrow, I think. And you'd probably want to use a conditioner with that. I know our wonderful groomer, Joey Villani, he could tell you some probably great things to do for dry skin, but she does actually think it's weather-related. Okay. So okay. she doesn't have a big issue about it. It's just that she feels bad because it's like, oh, my God, I'm going everywhere, and my hair is going everywhere, and it's making everything <laughs> such a mess. And apparently whoever is cleaning up, um, it's making a lot of work for them to clean up. Yeah, I'm vacuuming uh, when I come home every night. Every day, there's her uh, tufts of hair all over the place. I think it's kind of cute, but I was just making it. That... She says, you really don't mind that she dumps all this hair everywhere? No, she's got to do what she's got to do. She goes, okay, then she's not going to feel bad. She's going to let that hair fall out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. Joey, I got an easy solution yeah. for you, actually. What's okay, that? because your climate has been probably on the drier side this summer. It's real easy. Just go out and get yourself a bottle of distilled water and a spray bottle. And spray oh, okay. it on your dog and, and just brush it through. And that's going to be the best hydration that you can give that coat. And it's also going to slow down the shedding process. Because the shedding process, unless your dog hasn't been groomed in a long time, the shedding process really shouldn't be real heavy right now. It's, you know, usually at the end of September, October, November, that's a little bit different. But right now it shouldn't. So it... it if it is a climate problem and it, and it does need hydration because the dog is a little bit itchy, um, that's what I would do with, with a good brush and a little bit of water. Do it every day, and you should see um, major results. You bet you I'll do that. I'll go get some distilled water, and I'll try that. Thank you. We're up at 8,300 feet in the mountains, oh. so the climate's always changing. You know? where, where is it you live? Uh, up above in the in the mountains in the Rockies above Boulder uh, in Netherlands. Netherlands. I'm very familiar with it. I'm a Denver oh, okay. boy. Born and raised Great. in Denver. I oh, escaped. <laughs> Thanks for your call, John. Good luck with Thank Tulita. Thank you very much.
1-866-405-8405. That's the number to connect toll-free to our dream team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. All here at your beck and call. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson, amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles. Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy's screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. That's slow enough for you there, Guido. Joey Turner at your beck and call. Dog father Joey Volani, a phone call away. Dog trainer Alan Cable at your fingertips. And Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. On this uh, almost Labor Day weekend, one week, next weekend? One week? No. Are we here next week? We are? I hate Holy it. moly. Yeah. Do we get paid overtime? I hate it. I know. You know it is coming to an end. I know. It's Memorial Weekend <laughs> kicks it off and Labor Day ends it. Well, you got to love, Joey, the fact that you're in California now. I mean, when you were in Jersey, it meant snow and all that crappy weather. Yeah, but I travel back and forth a lot. So, you know, I mean, it's it's still, I hate it. I don't want to go back to snow and deal with all that crap I got to deal with over there. Yeah, yeah see, so my birthday's on Labor Day weekend, and I always hated it as a kid because you look forward to your birthday, oh, but then Friday. school always started. Holy moly. Uh, let's see, a big show for you today, this hour. <laughs> Bob Barker will be joining us for the uh, 10th time. Looking forward to this. Also, the editors of Wired Magazine will be joining us. One of my favorite magazines, and they just wrote a book called Rabid. And they'll be talking about rabies. And uh, if you're from Canada, turn your radios off. Our little, our friends to our north, our sombrero. The U.S.'s cap. Interesting uh, little thing that they're doing right now. You know, I always thought these guys were pretty tame. They are now eating dog. And, and are Canada? you kidding? I cannot believe this. And they may have been doing this for quite a while. I don't know. It's just now really? in the papers. I read this morning. Vietnam, of course, is having to, they've always eaten dog. And right, right now, there's a lot of stolen pets, a big market for stolen pets in Vietnam. Oh, no. So what is it, like an underground Where? thing? Or can you go to the store and buy um, Dalmatian? You know, I mean, it's how, how, do you just, how do you just get dogs? Yeah. Well, what they're doing in Canada is they're adopting these animals from the shelters. Oh, man. Oh, is this restaurants that are serving it? You know, I don't think so. I'd have to do a little more. I actually have the article up over at AnimalRadio.com if you want to learn a little more about this and, and see what's happening. I just kind of thought Canadians really doing I know. this? That's too, that's too close to home. That is too close to home. So just another reason to hate you Canadians. If you're like, hey, <laughs> is, hey. it, is it just one family? Maybe it's just one hate crazy them. family up there. This is another reason to go check out our website at AnimalRadio.com and you can learn a little more about that. A little disheartening because I look, I look down at Ladybug and because... Joy says Ladybug knows what I'm thinking all the time, and I, I'm, Ladybug's looking at me pretty fearsome right now. She's giving me these big... <laughs> You're not thinking, Hal. No, I would never think that. But I mean, the 
thoughts going through my mind. I mean, but I would never do it, of course. Right. Well, you think other people would. That, They'd look at her and think, ah. Oh, she, she, she that's perfect for me because I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet, so Ladybug <laughs> might be the perfect portion. She really is too small to eat. And Appetizer. It is Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with our pets. And if you just tuned in, we <laughs> don't <laughs> eat dog. No, no. Want to make that... We're just uh, don't think about it. Yes, not not even thinking about it. Stacy, what are you working on? I'll tell you what. There's nothing like creative lawmakers, and the Massachusetts taxpayers are going to be able to lend a hand to homeless animals under some new state laws. They've got a whole bunch of them, and just great ideas. And hopefully, some other states are going to follow suit with this. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Very good. And Joey, what are you working on? I'm working on how to get rid of that oily, greasy, smelly coat. Ooh. How's that? I had one of those as a kid, as a youngster. At school, the kids would call me Grease Pit. I would never wash my hair. And I, yeah. I, I, I had all kinds of fun. It, oh, man, do it. People that get into radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They, be thankful you're on the other side of this radio. Oh, man. Help. Uh, we have Curtis on the phone. Hey, Curtis. Hey. How you doing? What's up? Ah. Uh, I'm a listener on XM Radio. I'm in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I was uh, had a question about my female boxer. She's six years old, and she's got a growth coming out uh, between uh, her front molar, uh, her large okay. tooth there on the bottom, and it's uh, it's almost the size of a golf ball now. Holy cow! Yeah, we took her to the vet, and we've got an excellent vet. But he's, uh, you know, we're afraid it might be cancer or whatever. But uh, I kind of wanted a second opinion and and see what you thought about it. And he says that mm-hmm. a lot of times when they cut them off, they'll grow back bigger. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely hard because I can't quite see this lump. But if it, it's actually coming off of the gum area or it's coming off the skin. Yeah, it's it's off out of the gum. Out of the gum. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, there are some tumors that are both either benign, so they're good, or they're malignant. And coming off the gum tissue, we can have either which scenario. The size of what you're describing definitely has me a little concerned. The other possibility, there's this whole group of tumors that occur off the dog's gum that um, is what we call an epulis. And it, it can be a type of a benign tumor that grows from the periodontal area of the tooth. And... Um, that would be a great thing that I could wish for your doggy because um, it might mean pulling some teeth and doing a little surgery to remove it. But uh, that would be the best case scenario I could I could think of something that size. Um, but I would agree that you know if he's saying you just take it off, um, it could come back even if it's this benign tumor if you don't remove those teeth in that area. Um, but there are some definitely some more serious tumors that can arise from the mouth cavity in dogs, and it's one of those areas um, that I do take seriously. So um, if there's any way that we can do some sampling from your baby's tumor, I would encourage that be done. And uh, in some cases, we can do something as simple as a needle biopsy to get just kind of an idea of what we might be up against. A needle biopsy can be generally done uh, with very minimal uh, kind of medication. So most dogs, we can do a needle biopsy with them fully awake. In the mouth area, maybe we need to give a little something to make your pet a little sleepy or a little relaxed about the whole procedure. But it's quick, it's down and dirty, doesn't require general anesthesia, and it may help give you some direction in making that decision. Is this something we really need to look at doing surgery, or is it already pretty extensive and something we don't want to get into? But depending on your area and what kind of veterinary care is there, you know, here in, in, in the Las Vegas area, we have the ability of some great specialty services in the area. So even with some
some big, ugly tumors, there's some great techniques that can be had to, to battle these things and to try to not only just surgically treat them, but also use medicines to kind of help battle that. So I think I would definitely like to see a little bit more information, if we can, about what your pet's particular tumor might be. And, and that needle biopsy, I think, will be the first step there. Well, we're taking her back to the vet uh, this week. He said something about, you know, if it's cancer, he said they might have to wind up and take in half of her jaw. And I don't want that. That's just, I just, I just can't hardly stand that. Yeah, well, gosh, I got to tell you, I have a, a patient back in my memory that's long since passed, um, but Jeffrey was his name, and he was a little Pomeranian, and he had a horrible malignant tumor on his lower jaw. And um, most veterinarians would say he had less than six months to live. But we got him in the hands of a specialist who did an aggressive surgery. And he lived, I forget how many years beyond that. Um, and we did have to have a good part of his jaw removed. But he was a happy boy. Once he healed from his surgery, he was even able to eat solid food. And, you know, no one could tell him different that he was special. Um, he was just a good boy. So, um, you know, I know sometimes those therapies sound scary, but pets are very resilient. And sometimes they don't know the difference that they're a little handicapped, so we just don't tell them. <laughs> I'll let you know what happens. Fabulous. Bye-bye. Bob Barker, legendary announcer Bob Barker, will be joining us once again. This is his 10th time, is that At correct, least Judy? I know. Holy moly. That's his <laughs> record. How old is he now? You know what? He's, he's, up, there, he's right? up there. He's about 90, I think. But he's lucid as all get out. Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. He's doing so much for the animals. Honestly, you can't, I can't watch The Price is Right anymore. I know, oh, me neither. Yeah, no, this do doesn't have the same same magic as it did. No. Bob, Bob's into uh, all these animal causes. He brought the elephants out of Alaska. He stopped uh, some of the circuses that were going on. Yeah, and the chimpanzees that were in some labs. He's helped support some of them. And remember when he uh, was hosting that show with the fur coats and he walked out of there? Well, that was the Miss America pageant. Miss American pageant? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, he wouldn't do it. So he'll be on the show in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, you know, when he comes on, he always has some kind of animal cause. What's what's the animal cause this week? Now he's talking about uh, the way that uh, pigs are treated. at in farm. Yeah. They're in gestation crates, huh. these tiny crates where they spend their lives and the way that they treat some of these baby pigs. Yeah. He's talking about some he, the fast food places that are now refusing to take pigs from this one farm that is mistreating Does animals. he have any pigs? I know he has rabbits. No. Rabbits all no, over the house. Rabbit, no, he has rabbit. Second floor. He only has one rabbit now, Mr. Rabbit. Mr. <clears throat> Bunny died, so he has Mr. He rabbit. He figured out what was causing all the other rabbits. Yes. <laughs> so don't ask him about Mr. Bunny. No, Mr. Okay. Rabbit is still It was one alive. of those pigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Stacy, what are you working on? When I was a kid, I grew up in Ohio, and one of my favorite things to do on the weekend was go to the Center of Science and Industry. I would take the bus downtown and go to the Center of Science and Industry, and my favorite exhibit was the paper exhibit. And they showed you how they made it, like in the 1800s. I can still see it in my mind. It was so cool, out of pulp and everything. I was just, wow. I was just amazed at how the paper turned out. Well, in <laughs> India, they're getting a little help from local elephants to make paper. They're making cards out of some things from elephants. I'll tell you about this for oh, Valentine's boy. Day. Yeah, uh, you'll be surprised. Coming up on yeah. Animal Radio News. Only one thing comes from an elephant. I know. Stacy doesn't exactly. surprise us anymore. We I already know. I got a card from my wife that smelled a little bit funny. That so might be it. That might be it. Can I, can I, I got a story for you guys if you got time. Oh, I got plenty of time. 
couple of hours. When I was a kid, I used to watch the circus come to New York City. I used to watch the elephants march down the 7th Avenue, and they'd bring them to Madison Square Garden. And it was about 4 o'clock in the morning when they did it. And this elephant had to do what elephants do and did it on the hood of a Volkswagen Beetle. And I mean, this car totally disappeared. Totally disappeared. Can you can you see the guy who owns the car coming out, you know, in the morning going, oh, my gosh, what kind of dog did that? Or his call to the insurance company. Yeah. How does he explain that one? How about this? How about if you looked up in the air looking for the bird? You know, wow. It had to be some big bird. <laughs> there you go. What a great way to kick off the show. one 405 8405 Well, this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals. Canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you so much, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. (laughs) If it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Mayles. After the introduction of the 911 Carrera S and 4S models, Porsche is completing the 911 lineup with the addition of the 911 Carrera and 911 Carrera Cabriolet. Both are powered by a twin-turbo, 3-litre flat-six engine that puts out 379 horsepower. You can now order with the starting price of 97400 for the 911 Carrera and $110,200 for the Cabriolet. To find your new Carrera, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Hey, Brenda, how are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I love that southern accent. Where are you calling from? I'm calling, well, I'm actually in Tallahassee, Florida, but I'm from Thomasville, Georgia. Thomasville, that's the Georgia, that's the Georgia accent you have there, isn't it? I guess so. I have a weakness for ladies with a with that kind of accent. I'll tell you that right now. But I'm going to sh- <laughs> I'm going to shut good. my mouth and I'm going to let you talk to Doctor Debbie. How's that sound? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Well, behave there, Hal. This is Doctor Debbie. What can we do for you here? Now, see, I'm kind of drawing into it myself here. <laughs> they said that you wrote a book on Yorkies. Um, I just um, actually bred my Yorkie. My best friend, Barbara Bales, is from, um, she's actually from Cumming, Georgia, up north of Atlanta. And she mm-hmm. and I meet about every six to eight weeks in a little town called Warner Robins, Georgia, and go shopping. And I actually brought my Yorkie, my female Yorkie there, and she and I got to talking, and she wanted a puppy from her. So I said, okay. She was actually a rescue, and I said, okay, I'll breed her one time, and I'll give you a puppy from her. So mm-hmm. I did, and thinking that she would only have maybe three to four puppies, she yeah, had yeah. eight puppies. Holy cow! That's seven pounds. Oh my so, goodness! That poor the child. Male, the male only weighs six. So oh. I never, in my wildest imagination, thought she would have eight puppies. Well, yeah, now I have to, I have to old, stop you for a second because um, when the puppies were five days old, she got milk fever. So oh, okay. I had to play optimum and raise all eight puppies. <laughs> Well, never, never did the vets here in Tallahassee or in Thomasville thought those eight puppies would live. 
But I'm extremely hard-headed and very hard-willed, I guess, and I just was very determined to have them live. So I got up every three hours and bottle-fed them, and all eight lived. Awesome. I got to say, I got to put a little kind of flavor to that. So Yorkie puppies are usually, they usually only have about one to four per litter. So the fact that this little thing had eight is just, it is truly, um, that's kind of like the max that these guys can potentially have. So... And, and the milk well, fever. it was a record here in Thomasville. I mean, the vets, they never thought that they would live. I mean, they, they told me they really didn't think that they would live. But, well, I'm um, going to say, Brenda, that, you know, just also milk fever, just for those that don't know, this is a real um, problem in um, dogs that have especially large litters because they have a lot of milk demand. So what happens is their calcium level drops really seriously low, and it can lead to tremors, seizures, and it can be fatal if it's not treated. So um, the fact she had such oh, a big yeah. litters is definitely one reason that was um, probably more apparent there. Well, golly, yeah. that's uh, success to you and her. So you got to retire this baby. No more litters for her. She's done. <laughs> no, she's done. She's and so am I. Are you having any current <laughs> um, problems or concerns with your babies at all, or is everything going well? None, none, except they're they're like rats on acid. I'm telling you, these are the most hyper dogs I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've been listening to your show all day about walking in front of them. I mean, these dogs are so fast. I couldn't walk in front of them. Brenda, I see up here on the board you have a question about a Pekingese, and I want to I want to make sure that we have enough time for that. Okay, yeah, I've got. I did, as I said, I did used to raise Pekingese. I've got two Pekingese and a Shih Tzu, as well as the the other three Yorkies, the mother and the two babies. Um, I've okay. got one Pekingese that's about thirteen years old. She's got hip dysplasia. Mm-hmm. And the vet won't do um, surgery on her because, number one, of her, because of her age, they won't put her to sleep. So today, okay. I'm going home to make her a wheelchair. I saw oh, it okay. online, and it's made out of PVC pipe. And I just happened to be in Walgreens the other day, and they had some um, wheels that go to a walker that will fit the PVC pipe. So that's my chore today is to go home and make her a wheelchair. So, and you wanted to know if that's going to be an appropriate thing to try? Right, yeah, because she, okay. she, you know, can actually urinate and go to the bathroom, and she eats, and you know, she has all of her bodily functions. She okay. just can't use her sure. back legs. I got it. All right. Well, that's that's going to be that was going to be one of my first thoughts for you was you know if a pet has um, a mobility problem. So in most cases, wheelchairs are used for dogs that have spinal disease where they become paralyzed. And the right. criteria for a dog that would be comfortable and that would uh, have a good quality of life in that is if they are relatively pain free and if they have continence. Um, it doesn't have to have continence, but if they don't, then that means we have a lot of um, more labor intensive things that we have to empty the bladder for them at home. So if we're comfortable and we're peeing on our own, there's no reason I wouldn't consider that. Um, you know, I do, they do make some uh, very good quality um, pet wheelchairs. They they can be quite pricey. And if you got a, a kind of an older gal that's up in the higher double digit of her age, then I don't see any problem with trying to make one at home. Um, as long as she, you know, we kind of gradually train her to that and really use positive rewards um, and make sure it's just really comfortable. The, the number one thing we want to watch on those 
when they're homemade is that we don't want any kind of rubbing and um, kind of a injury, traction injury from where it fits under the armpits and under the under the hindquarters. Wow. So that you really have to watch that. And um, that would be the one shortcoming that I do see when people make these on their own is that it's just not always ergonomically correct. It may function and get her moving around, but it may not be the most suited for her body style. So I would oh, say no, give it a try. Out. I've got all that Good. Well, yeah, I say hats off to you. You sound like you're a very uh, dutiful pet owner and uh, you love your babies. So um, I think you. I cook chicken and rice for these dogs every day. I mean, I cook for them. I mean, their teeth are getting bad and they won't put them to sleep to clean their teeth, so I brush them. Oh, you're so good. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for calling, Brenda. I really enjoy it. And I thank you for recognizing about my Yorkie book. It is called Yorkshire Terriers How to Be Your Dog's. That's a Kindle book, right? You can get that on Kindle? It is on Kindle and is published by 101 Publishing. So you can see my Facebook um, uh, or you can go to 101publishing.com. You are quite the writer, too. I've seen some of your writing. You write. Like, uh, well, like Brenda Gabs. You are very prolific. 1 866 405 8405. It's a southern thing, I think. Don't you? They all sit around at their tea parties and drinking a little tea and gabbing and telling all kinds of sweet tea, telling all kinds of stories all day. She's delightful. She is delightful. (laughs) She knows her. She takes care of them so well. She does. This is Animal Radio. Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know me. I always give you the latest poop and the scoop. A greeting card maker in India is getting a little help from local elephants for his next batch of Valentine's Day cards. According to the Orange News, vendor Shikwat and his company Hathai Chap, which means elephant stamp, will be using 30 tons of the animal's feces every month to make a special paper from the grass and leaf fibers that are in the droppings. Shikath explains that 40% of everything that goes through an elephant's gastrointestinal tract comes out untouched, but it's softened and pre-pulped which he says makes fantastic paper when it's pressed and processed. And he assures any potential customers that their products smell as sweet as any other Valentine's Day cards on the market. Hmm, it's a scratch and sniff card. Will Hallmark be following suit? Hmm, I doubt it. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. one 405 8405 Toll free to Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. And we welcome back for his 10th appearance on Animal Radio, Bob Barker. Bob, how are you doing? 
I'm doing very well, and it is a pleasure to be back with you. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. How are the Rabbit? Mr. Rabbit is uh, doing splendidly. He uh, had a streak about a couple of weeks ago where he had a little problem internally, and uh, he's nine years old now, which is wow. old for a rabbit, and we were really worried about him, but boy, he toughed it out, and he uh, he's running around here now uh, just as happy as he can be, and of course, we're all happier because of it. Well, of course. How are you doing? You feeling pretty good? Yes, I feel fine. I I uh, have no complaints whatsoever. I, I've been blessed with uh, good health. You live all these years and not have anything more seriously wrong with me than I've had is a blessing. It really is. Good for you. You've been spending so much time uh, taking care of the animals the last few years. I have indeed. I was taking, I've been taking care of animals ever since I was a kid, but uh, in recent years I've had more time for it, and uh, I've been taking care of animals all over the world. This time I hear it's, it's all about pigs. That's right. Yes, that's with Mercy for Animals. Fine what? group, Mercy for Animals. They do some Splendid things through their undercover work. And uh, we were working, or they were working, on behalf of pigs who were suffering terribly in these, and are suffering terribly in these gestation crates, they call them. Mm -hmm. They put them in uh, barred crates that are just a little bit bigger than the pigs themselves. They can hardly turn around or lie down comfortably and are kept there their entire lives. Wow. And uh, I'm happy to say that there are efforts to get them uh, barred altogether. And at least through their work, they've exposed this situation. And there are uh, firms now that are uh, refusing to buy pork from uh, farms where they use gestation crates. But not one company. Uh, no. Uh, what is that one? K- Kmart? That Kmart is- and Walmart? Nope, is it's it- Walmart. Is it Walmart? Walmart. It's yeah. Walmart. There were three companies that they were really anxious to uh, uh, reach, and one was Costco. Costco just looked at the tape and said, we won't buy any more from companies that use the uh, gestation uh, crates. crates. Well, okay, so this tape, what what tape are we talking about now? Well, let me finish this, and I'll I'll get to that. And then Walmart said that they would need about four weeks, consider it. And then there was another uh, company, I... I'm at an age now, I sometimes forget I'm Monty Hall. But, uh, <laughs> there's another one that has, uh, upon looking at the tape, decided that they would no longer uh, buy from this farm that used gestation crates. And and pigs are very intelligent. Uh, some yes, of, they of are. Pigs, pigs have, have, make wonderful pets. Yeah. And and they they rip the testicles out of baby pigs oh. without any uh, any uh, anesthesia anesthesia at all. Why do they do this? Is it is it economic? Does it save them money yes. to keep them in these terrible it, cages? It's all a matter of greed. Uh, they yeah. don't have to have as much room for the pigs then, and they don't have to have as large a staff to take care of, of the pigs on these huge farms. You have brought up a very good thing here. That's the basis of almost all animal cruelty, animal exploitation, animal uh, uh, mistreatment. Why, why, why do they beat animals to make them do what they want them to do in uh, movies uh, or commercials? Well, because they make money from them. Now, there are, there are folks who uh, treat animals uh, 
humanely and, and well during uh, filming of commercials and movies, too, right? I mean, there are folks that are good folks, too, right? Well, unfortunately, I haven't met a lot of them. They would lead you to believe they are, and the American Humane Association, of course, is putting its stamp of approval on, on uh, everything. And uh, the American Humane Association has been supposedly protecting animals in movies more than 50 years. It's probably closer to 70 now. Mm. And in my uh, humble opinion, they have completely failed to fulfill their responsibility. You know what? I'm behind you on that. I just heard about this movie that they were supposedly watching over and some horses uh, uh, got killed. It was a Dustin Hoffman series, and actually they That's canceled right. the series. They never got on the air as a result. They were out here at a racetrack and uh, killed two horses. And, of course, American Humane jumped right in and, and defended uh, the uh, producers and said that their, their representatives were on the, uh, on the set and that everything was done just the way it should be done. Then why were the horses dead? Yeah. Don't and, people have uh, to pay to get uh, that? It was, they got such bad publicity that they just dumped the whole, the whole show. Judy, you, don't they have to pay to get that stamp from the AHA? They have to pay like 50 grand to get that, to stamp. Get that stamp. So the, the AHA is getting money, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, I didn't know they actually had to pay for it. I know that the uh, American Humane Office uh, in Hollywood is supported financially by the uh, movie industry yeah. <laughs> and so how are you going to how are you going to uh, and and the and all the years that they have been uh, supposedly protecting animals in movies i don't know uh, i can be corrected i stand i will i will accept a correction but i don't know of a single time that they have filed charges against any animal uh uh, trainer for cruelty. Yeah, I think their pockets are being filled by the the wrong people, too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're standing on the right side of the fence. I've always felt that. And you know what? I'm glad to hear it from you now because, uh, so, yeah. So I when you it, see... I, when I, you I, see I'll give you a quick example of it. I heard there was a movie years ago called Project X, and uh, it involved a lot of chimpanzees. And uh, I heard from a man on the set, an eyewitness, that these chimpanzees were being beaten unmercifully by, Mm. I think there were several animal trainers involved, uh, uh, maybe as many as ten. I know seven. But in any event, uh, he told me that uh, that they were beating these animals with clubs, fists, blackjacks. He said they were pulling, jerking them around. That one uh, chimp was practically bald from... uh, Mm from uh, having its head jerked around uh, with the hair of the head. And so I, at that time, knew the people out at the American Humane Association. And I was actually hosting a television show for them, an an awards show. Mm -hmm. And uh, stupid Barker and uh, naive Barker. So I picked up the phone Mm -hmm. And I called the then director of the Hollywood office, and I told her, it was a woman, and I told her, I said, I understand that they are beating these chimps with blackjack. And uh, her reply was, Bob, they have to show the chimps who's boss. And I knew from that moment on Mm -hmm. that any association of mine with the American Humane Association had come to a close. Sure, sure. And, of course, a lot of people remember back when you were hosting uh, some awards show and they, they were wearing fur coats and you oh, bowed out. Oh, that was Miss USA. Yes. Universe. Yes. Yeah. 
You're a good I, guy. I resigned yeah. from that, too. You are such a You're good guy. So I love it. So when we see at the end of a movie that no animals were harmed during the filming of this movie, you can't believe that. I, I, I thought, you know, I'm it made me feel a little... skeptical anytime you see that. Wow. Well, you keep up the good work. We know your time's busy, and uh, we appreciate you spending time with us today. We also appreciate everything you're doing but, for the animals. But, Bob, before you go, are you sitting there in a suit right now? Are you wearing a high-priced suit right now in the chair there? <laughs> I'm sitting here wearing a pair of uh, tennis shoes. I'm wearing a pair of jogging pants. And I'm wearing a T-shirt from uh, uh, the Pirates of... Uh, East Carolina University. Oh, there you go. I have just one more question, Bob. Do you have an abnormally microphone uh, handy, and can I have it? <laughs> an abnormally long microphone. I, I really want one. Every man should have one of those. Absolutely. Bob, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon again. I hope you do. Is this is number 10? This is number 10. At least. Oh, my we, goodness. You know, we you, may do 30 or 40 before we're through. I'm hoping. You're our most frequent guest. Yes. There's nobody that's been on animal radio more times than you have. Even well, me. If anybody upsize me, I want to be interviewed immediately. <laughs> okay. You got I it. I want to be number one. You got it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bob Barker. Pleasure to talk with you always. Take care. Bob Barker joining us once again on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Volkswagen of America will be the main sponsor of the 2019 Chattanooga Motorcar Festival. The celebration runs from the 11th through the 13th of October. The festival's highlights include a Between the Bridges time trial, a Concord Elegance, a road rally, and various family activities. Guests of honor include British endurance racing legend Brian Redman and master car restorer Wayne Carini. To find your new Volkswagen, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Alan Cable, see if this sounds familiar. When you first see him, he gets all excited and jumps up. Yes. And he's such a big dog. When he jumps on me, it's when I get out of the car. So this is a common problem we've talked about many times before. When a dog does this, when a dog jumps on you, he's totally disrespecting you and your space. So you have to teach your dog that you're in charge. Your dog has to learn to respect you and your space. So, but how do you get him to, like, is it a command? That's part of it, but commands don't work until a dog respects you. Other things that are an important part of it is walking your dog every day so that that he's by your side on a leash, teaching him to enter the house after you, teaching him to leave the house after you, teaching him you're in charge of the toys and the food, and space. Basically, teaching him rules and structure. And when you teach your dog these things, you assume a leadership role. So one of the most important things to learn, and we talk about this all the time, is how to give your dog a correction and when to give your dog a correction. Words don't mean much to dogs. They understand touch. And that doesn't mean you're hitting your dog. You never do that. So what am I to Jacoby? Rick's the pack leader. What am I you're under him. He thinks he's my pack leader? Well, he thinks he's higher than you in the pack. Yes. So is it too late with Jacoby? No, it's never too late. The dog's so dang strong and big. Jacoby, the biggest thing that bugs the heck out of me is he jumps. You love him a lot, though, don't you? Well, I do love I love that dog. Oh, gosh. See, and that's what's getting in your way. And he's so big. Like, when he gets excited, he jumps. It's such a stress. You know, when people come over, it's like I put the dogs in the garage because I don't want them jumping. Well, it's time to take control. All right.
right. No, I'm going to try this. Okay. I, although I say this every time, and then I lose. You feel sorry for him, and you want to show him love. I don't want him to jump on me anymore. That's becoming a problem. I'll give you a tip. The time to pet him, when he's laying perfectly still on his blanket, you say, good dog. Pet him. If he starts getting excited, get up and walk away. He's going to figure out that, oh, okay, she wants me to lay here calm. And as soon as he does, that's when you pet him, and that's when you go, good dog, and you give him a treat. No parade, just good dog. And then you walk away. All right. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. Thanks for the tips. I'm going to try them. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. and Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Bob Barker, his 10th appearance on Animal Radio. Still alive, still lucid. Stop it. Well, you said you weren't going to do that last Come week. on down, Bob. No more. Yeah, Takes come on down. Takes that big, long microphone with him wherever he goes. You're really enamored with that big, long microphone, aren't you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, what is it, five feet long? It's that huge. Thing? It is. It really is yeah. big. Let's see. Uh, hey, Deb, how you doing? I'm great. How are you today? Good. Welcome to our nightmare. What's what's <laughs> what's going on? I have animal communicator Joy Turner right here for you. I would like to for her to get in touch with my deceased dog Rocky, who I had put down a couple months ago. Okay, Deb, and tell me, you said his name is Rocky. His name is Rocky. He was a little Staffordshire cur mix. And what happened to him? He he suffered an irreparable spinal cord injury. A groomer hung him, and he mm. he just kept going down and down, and finally. It got where he couldn't get up and down, so we had we had to let him go. Okay, perfect. And did you call him something besides Rocky? Yes, I did. I called him Little Brat Dog. Okay, that's the one he was looking for. It's like, well, that's kind of my name, but it's not the real one. No, he I really, called him Little Brat Dog. He loves the Little Rat Dog, and he says whenever you want to talk to him, that's what you should call him. Okay. And he is just so spunky with me when he's with me. So he'd love to know what he can say to you other than he is feeling so good right now. Oh, good. It was so heartbreaking watching him go downhill. It, it, it broke my heart. He says, well, he's good now. So please feel good because he's really feeling well. He's happy. Um, okay. So are you thinking about getting another dog? Well, another dog found me. That's that's okay. how things happen in my house. Um, dogs find me. Okay. He had a reason for asking that. He's wanting to know if at some point in your life with dogs, you would want his soul to come back to you again as another yes, dog. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Okay. And he says, so you could do him a really big favor by letting him know when you're ready for another dog. Let him know. I'm ready now. The dog we got is a puppy. She's uh, eight months old, and his personality would be great with her, her body. She's a little whippet, Jack Russell. And he likes that kind of dog that he was. Is that okay with you? Oh, yes. That's kind dogs like that, though. I've never seen another one like him. He said, well, you know, it may not be exactly identical, but uh-huh. he's going to get as close as he can. And he says, so you want him to find you again, or yes, what? Yes, Definitely. He says, okay, he can't tell you quite how long it's going to take him to get that all together, but trust okay. that the next time you see him, he's going to be in another body and he's coming to stay with you. Tell him I love him. He says, he knows, but do you know that he can hear you every time you talk to him or think about him? He hears everything okay. you say. Okay. Thank you so much, Joy. You're so welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Deb, Thanks for so your much. call. 
Yeah, that's a little scary. They they know exactly what you're thinking all the time. I mean, they do. Even my cat right now knows what I'm thinking. I know. Isn't it funny? Nothing. Yeah. It's Look freaky. at the face the cat's giving you. No wonder. <laughs> I don't. Now know. she's running. Yeah, I don't know what he's thinking, and I don't want to know. <laughs> well, that's it. All we can pack into two hours for Animal Radio this week. I want to thank Bob Barker for joining us. And if, learn more about what Bob's doing over at our website at AnimalRadio.com. Catch us on Facebook at Animal Radio. And uh, you can also tweet us at Animal Radio. Write us all week long with your questions at YourVoiceAtAnimalRadio.com or call us at 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget to check out Dr. Debbie's book. Um, it's uh, about Yorkshire Terriers called Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. You can pick it up at Amazon.com or 101 Publishing. You'll get more info. There you go. Have a great week. We'll catch you right here, the same station, next week for more Animal Radio. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.